to Building Stronger Creatives, a fitness podcast for musicians, artists, nerds, and former misfits. I'm a former out-of-shape professional musician turned personal trainer and nutrition coach to hundreds of clients, and I'll give you no-nonsense information about what it really takes to get and stay fit within the context of a creative life. Here, you'll find practical advice on strength and endurance training, sane and simple nutrition, habit building, and time management tools to help you make lifestyle changes that actually stick. Most fitness coaches have no clue what it really means to be a creative, whether you're a professional or a passionate hobbyist. I'm different. I've been where you are, and I share your values. Let me show you how you can use the gym to build a kick-ass creative life. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 57 of Building Stronger Creatives. I'm your host, Caroline Juster, and today I want to talk about why you might not be losing weight even though you're exercising really hard. This episode was inspired by a conversation that I had with a friend who was surprised and upset that she wasn't seeing weight loss results. I think that my friend's story really speaks to a misunderstanding that many people have about what it actually takes to lose weight what's really important, and what's less important. I want to share this with you because if you have a fat loss goal, I don't want you to feel like you're working really hard and spinning your wheels without much to show for it. I want you to direct your efforts in the places that have the biggest impact so you can achieve your results in a quick but sustainable way and then move on with the rest of your life so you're not perpetually dieting like so many people are. I also want to talk a little bit about what I see as the true benefits of exercise. Why do we exercise in the first place? And why maybe like what maybe isn't a good reason to exercise or what's maybe a misconception about why we should exercise? I think that when we approach our workouts with the right information and the right mindset, we're going to A, have more fun and B, get a lot more out of them. So let me dive into my friend's story. So my friend was going through a really stressful time in her personal life. She was moving across the country. She had gone through a bad breakup and she gained a lot of weight and she wasn't very happy about it. She didn't feel good in her skin. And so she went to join a boutique gym where she would meet with a trainer and her goal was to lose some weight. And she started started receiving nutrition lessons from the gym through Precision Nutrition, which is a program that I'm certified in. So it's, it's really good stuff. I can speak to that. And she originally told the gym owner that she wanted to go like five days a week. And he was like, whoa, 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 you haven't been working out. Let's start with three, build some consistency, and then we can add from there. So she did three workouts for a while, and then she moved to four. And she felt like she was making good progress at the gym. And, and I would agree. She was getting stronger. She was increasing the weight that she was lifting. She was doing more reps. She was progressing to harder exercises. For example, first she did kettlebell deadlifts, and then she moved to trap bar deadlifts. And then my friend went on a three-week vacation. And when she came back, uh, for some reason, by the way, I don't recommend doing this after a vacation, she decided to do a weigh-in at the gym. And she was really surprised and honestly upset that she hadn't lost any weight. Her weight after this vacation, after several months of working out at the gym, was the same as when she started. And she first spoke to the owner and she was like, well, you guys need to push me more during my workouts. Um... And then she asked me, you know, what my thoughts were because she knows I'm a trainer. And my first question to her was, well, did you make any changes to your eating habits, any changes to your nutrition? 
And to her credit, she honestly responded that no, she hadn't. Despite receiving these nutrition lessons from the gym or whatever coaching they were doing, I'm not exactly sure, uh, she hadn't really followed through on that. And it seemed to me like she thought that if she just worked hard enough at the gym, went to the gym enough days a week, that she'd be able to lose weight. And that's kind of what I want to talk about today. I think there's a big misconception that exercise is really, really important for weight loss. And beyond that, even that we don't really have to change our eating habits that much if we just work hard in the gym, if we do these crazy hit classes, if we train every single day. And there are a few things that are wrong about this and unhelpful, and that's what I want to unpack now. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is this idea of like, we just burn a lot of calories through these intense, fast-paced workouts, and that's going to lead to fat loss. The first issue with this is that we really don't burn as many calories as we think. Let's be really generous and say you burn 300 calories in a workout, which is probably a lot higher than you burn in most of your workouts, by the way. Um, That's only 300 calories. Like there's 300 calories in so many foods that you eat, especially like if you're one of those people, and this happens a lot, I'm not, I'm not passing judgment, I've been there too, where you go to your hit class and then afterwards you go have a donut or you go to your hit class and then you go have drinks with your friends or uh, go out and, you know, get something extra at dinner because you earned it. Like if it only came down to calories, like you already wiped out all the calories that you put, uh, that you got through your hard work in the class. So you really don't burn that many calories, especially if you're only going to the gym like two or three days a week. Think of the hundreds, thousands of calories that you consume over the course of a day and week. 300 calories here and there is really not going to make any dent in that enough to lose weight. So you just don't burn as many calories as you think. As an aside, I also have found that many of the wearable devices that people have, like Fitbit, Apple Watch, MyZone, etc., They tend to be really inaccurate with calories, so I wouldn't even look at those and be like, oh, my machine or my watch says I burned 500 calories. There's a good chance that you didn't actually burn 500 calories. The other problem with overly relying on intense exercise to fuel fat loss is that too much intense exercise makes people hungrier. In a lot of people, if they really ramp up their HIIT classes and they ramp up the like intense, long cardio workouts, they find that their appetite gets totally out of control. And that makes it even harder to lose fat. So now you, first of all, didn't burn as many calories as you think, but also you're hungrier than before. So you might even be eating more than you were eating before you started hitting the gym. Hopefully you can see how all of this is kind of counterproductive when it comes to losing fat, where ultimately we must consume fewer calories than we use. Relying too heavily on exercise can backfire and it's not a particularly effective method of driving fat loss. So what is effective at driving fat loss? There are two main areas that I start my focus on with people. Of course, we could get really deep in the weeds, especially if someone's struggling with like emotional eating or issues that don't really have a lot to do with food. We might go in a different direction. But generally speaking, I suggest two things. The first thing is to be more active in a low intensity way. For most people, this means walking more, getting up from your desk, from your practice session, from your studio, stretching your legs, walking around. Maybe it means going for daily walks. Maybe it means walking to run errands or walking or biking for part of your commute. But we want to increase the low intensity activity for a few reasons. 
basically the opposite reasons of why we don't want to do too much intense exercise if we want to lose fat. First of all, we think that we burn a lot of calories through exercise because it's intense, but the amount of time is so finite compared to the many hours we have in a week. Think of all the hours of the day that you're awake, potentially like 14, 16 plus hours a day. One of those hours might be a hard workout, but what about all the other hours? If you're just sitting around and you're really sedentary, you're burning very, very few calories during those hours versus someone who is on their feet more, who's intentionally walking around or being a little more active. It seems like it's not a lot because you're not sweating, you're not breathing hard, but actually over the course of all of those hours, those calories add up to a huge amount potentially of the calories you burn in a day. The other reason we want to focus on this versus more intense exercise is that because it's kind of lower intensity, because it's not hard, because it's not going to spike stress hormones and things that affect hunger, you're not going to have the huge spike in hunger. Now, if you go from walking 1,000 steps a day to walking 15,000 steps every day, you might feel a big increase in hunger, but people that are walking maybe 1,000 more steps a day each week over the course of many months, so gradually increasing their step count, they're really not going to have this compensatory increase in hunger. The last reason that focusing on this low intensity exercise or movement, it's not even exercise, it's just daily movement is so important, is that when we are losing fat, there are a lot of subconscious forces happening in the background. So when your body senses that it's losing fat, it once it doesn't like that, right? Your body likes to maintain the status quo. It wants to preserve energy. So outside of your conscious awareness, your brain is going to decrease the amount of movement you do. And this really trippy stuff, like you'll blink less, you'll fidget less, like movements that you would never consciously be aware of will decrease in frequency. So that will potentially decrease your metabolism as you're losing fat. So we can offset this by just being intentional about moving more, about walking, about getting up. So we have to be a little more intentional, like I said, but that will help offset some of the compensations that do happen as we start to lose weight. So moving more, walking more, trying to increase your metabolism through low intensity activity is very helpful when it comes to weight loss, as opposed to trying to crush yourself with as many hard workouts as you can, which don't burn as many calories as you think, which can make you super hungry, and which you could also hurt yourself, to be honest, if you're not giving your body time to recover, especially if you're someone like my friend who, uh, you know, wasn't working out a lot, like she needs time to ease into that kind of activity. Which the car coaches did, by the way, but she was like, oh, I just got to do more. I got to do more. It's like, no, you need to you need to uh, focus on nutrition, which I'm going to talk about in a second. You need to walk more. You need to be more patient. So the other big dial mover, which is really the biggest dial mover when it comes to fat loss, is we have to take a look at our nutrition. As I mentioned earlier, it's just really easy to consume more calories than we intend. And this isn't because we're lazy or We just don't have any willpower. We live in a society and a food environment that's full of high calorie, tasty, easily accessed, delicious foods. And a lot of people just don't really understand how many calories are in the food, the foods that they're eating. And again, it's not your fault. A lot of times these foods are literally designed to make it difficult for you to stop eating. And if you've never taken the time to to track your food, 
even if it's not counting calories, but understanding like what all am I eating, you're likely consuming a lot more than you realize. So if you have a fat loss goal, the first thing that you need to do is you need to make some changes to your nutrition. And actually, let me back up. The first thing you should do is just start tracking your food. Again, you could track calories, but you don't have to, at least at first. You could just write down everything you eat in a notebook or in the notes app on your phone and then look back at it. I've had clients do this and they're like, wow, I didn't realize how many times I was going to the fridge in the middle of the day. Or I didn't realize how much snacking I was doing in the evening. Or I didn't realize how much I was eating out and getting all these appetizers and desserts and lots of extra things every week. Sometimes the answer is really obvious like that. And then we can start to identify, okay, what are we ready and willing to change first? Maybe you can't change how much you're eating out because you're always on the go with work or you have to meet with clients or donors or other things like that, but maybe you could manage how much you're snacking. Or maybe you could cut back on pop consumption or cut back on some other thing. It doesn't have to be a total overhaul of your diet, but we want to start to identify like what are some of the things, some of the places and ways that we're eating more calories than we realize, and then how can we start to chip away at that? Some people may need to track calories. This is especially relevant if you've been dieting a long time, or if you, excuse me, you feel like you're eating really healthy, but you're not losing weight. In this case, we probably need to get more granular with portion sizes and we need to understand like, okay, sure, I'm eating healthy, but I'm putting way too much healthy cooking fat or dressing or whatever on my food and I'm getting like all these hundreds and hundreds of extra calories. There are lots of ways that even healthy foods can add up in calories and sabotage our weight loss efforts. So, If you want to lose fat, you really need to take a look at your eating habits. If you're like an incredibly active person, you know, maybe you can get away with eating a little more food or eating more treat foods. And by the way, I do think that we should eat foods that we love, even as we're losing weight. We shouldn't cut treat foods out completely, but we do have to be honest with ourselves about how much of these foods we can eat and also like how eating them might affect other food choices that we're making. So if I eat this thing, do I have a hard time stopping? You know, maybe I'm going to avoid that thing for now and practice eating other treat foods. Um, I think that if you're like my friend and you think like, oh, I don't want to do this or I don't know how to do this, or maybe you don't even realize that it's important and you just try to beat yourself over the head with workouts that are hard, that are intense, that are really frequent, you're going to struggle with your fat loss goals. So I don't say all this to be like a party pooper. I just want you to be honest with yourself about what it's going to take. Again, so you can put your efforts in the right place so you can actually see results. Now, you may decide like, honestly, I don't want to do this right now. I'm not ready. I have too much going on. Like I can't think about my food. If that's the case, then I think what you really need is not to try to drive all of your fat loss through intense exercise, but rather to say, you know what? I'm not going to lose fat right now. Now is not a good time to diet. I'm just going to focus on healthful behaviors that make me feel good, that give me energy, and I'm going to save the dieting for another time. Sometimes that's the most loving and honest thing we can do for ourselves is just admit that we're not in a place to lose fat right now versus beating our heads against the wall. Too much of that repeated year after year after year can lead to honestly some pretty serious psychological consequences. And so I would rather you just say, you know what? I want to lose fat, but I'm not in a place to do it right now. Let me just focus on other things instead. So 
The other thing I wanted to talk about is like, so if we're not exercising to lose fat, like why are we exercising? What's the point? And this is a topic that is near and dear to my own heart. It's something that I've thought a lot about over the years. I've observed in myself and I want to share it with you again so you can have more fun with your training, so you can understand why you're doing it and so you can have more effective workouts. Now, while you burn calories during exercise, hopefully you realize by now that it's not a lot and that's not really a main reason to exercise. Reasons to exercise could include benefits to your mental health. Maybe it's a good release for you. Maybe you're someone who struggles to embody your physical body, like you live in your head and you feel like kind of dissociated. Exercising can be a good way to get back in your body and experience some of that sensation. Uh, it can be a good way to connect with other people, which can also benefit your mental health. And then from a physical perspective, we exercise because it helps us become physically strong. So we have the strength to do the things that we want to do to live our daily lives. We exercise so that we can improve our endurance and our ability to produce and use energy efficiently so that we can keep going. We can stay awake and creative and focused and again, be able to do all the things that you want to do instead of gassing out or feeling like your body's holding you back. We exercise because it's really good for things that are going on inside your body. It's incredibly good for your hormones. It's good for your metabolic health. It's good for your bones. It helps you build strong, dense bones. All of this stuff is important as we get older. People that struggle with their quality of life when they're older oftentimes were not particularly active or strong when they were younger. Now, of course, people have chronic diseases and accidents and issues that are totally out of their control. But a lot of aging can be mitigated or slowed or, or improved even just by being physically fit and strong and capable. If we don't want our bones to give out on us, if we don't want to have a fall that's catastrophic and potentially fatal, if we don't want to be confined to a chair where we're not strong enough to get up and move around, all of these things require us to work out now when we're younger even if you're listening to this and um, you feel like you're not that young, it's never too late to start. You need a strong body. You need a body that has endurance that can uh, sometimes move quickly. For example, like if you with the fall, a lot of times people suffer bad falls because their reaction time is just decreased a lot. And that's something that can be trained in the gym through doing med ball throws through if you're um, more limited through doing jumps, through doing ladder drills, things like that. If you want to potentially stave off some chronic diseases, a lot of things like diabetes, like heart disease, your outcomes or your chances of acquiring these things can potentially be reduced just by exercising. So, and that, by the way, that has nothing to do with fat loss. Like even if you don't lose any weight, even if you're technically considered overweight, you can improve your health dramatically just through exercise. I have a client, she is a little older, she has diabetes, and she was working from home during the pandemic, and we were just really struggling to get her active, and I used a lot of different strategies, and she was working on standing up more and stretching during the day and walking around, but, but she was very sedentary, and at a certain point, she decided that she needed to go back to a gym, and so we were doing really simple gym workouts, like she was walking on the treadmill, or the track, and she was doing like some machine exercises, a couple of free weights a couple times a week. And 
She went to her doctor and even though she hadn't lost a substantial amount of weight, like her the numbers that are related to her diabetes, such as her A1C, were significantly lower. And during that time period, the only change that she had really made was going to the gym and increasing her activity level through exercise, doing strength training, doing a little bit of cardio. And that stuff like that happens all the time. So these are all reasons to exercise that don't have anything to do with fat loss. If you want to lose fat, what I encourage you to do is to lift weights so that you can get these muscle building, bone strengthening, movement improving benefits of exercise. You don't really need to do like HIIT workouts. If you want to do that, I would do less. Like I would only do maybe a couple a week, maybe one or two a week. Um, I personally would probably better prioritize just strength training and taking lots of rests and getting strong. And then I would do just a shit ton of walking and low intensity movement because as I mentioned, that stuff really contributes to a huge increase in calorie burn, but it's not going to make you that hungry. And it's going to offset some of the like moving less that happens automatically when we lose fat. So yes, exercise is important for fat loss, but not for the reasons that you think. It's really important just to improve your quality of life and be strong and move well and improve your health while you become more active in other ways and focus on your nutrition. Most people, I would say a huge, like probably 95, 99% of people are not going to be able to hit class their way into fat loss without any changes to their eating habits. And in fact, oftentimes this backfires because we end up even eating more because we have more hunger, more cravings, we're more stressed out. So calm down, take your foot off the brake, continue to exercise, continue to get strong. But if fat loss is the goal, that is the approach that I would take. If your goal is to be like super fit and improve your performance and do cool shit, um, you know, then we would take a different approach with exercise. We would maybe push the intensity in certain ways. We would certainly do more cardio. But for fat loss, we kind of want the focus on strength, less focus on high intensity, much more focus on low intensity movements. So not even jogging. I'm talking like just going for a walk, stuff that's super easy. That is going to drive your results more as you focus on your nutrition. So I know I shared a lot of info here. I hope this is helpful. Like I said, I just know a lot of people think that, oh, I just need to work really hard and do all these crazy hit classes where they tell me I burned a thousand calories, which spoiler alert, you did not burn a thousand calories. Uh, and then I can just eat whatever I want and still lose weight. And it just doesn't work that way. And I want you to accept this. Yes, it's not fair. Yes, it sucks. But when we understand how things really work, then we can do the things we need to do. Or we can decide that, you know, maybe this goal isn't the right fit for us right now. And that is totally fine as well. As always, if you have questions about this episode, if you want me to discuss something with you or you want to suggest a topic for a future episode, I would love to hear from you. The best way to get in touch with me is to DM me on Instagram. My handle is just my name, at Caroline Juster. Or you can email me if you're not on social media. My email is caroline at carolinejusterfitness.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Building Stronger Creatives. If something you heard resonated with you, I would love for you to share this episode with someone else who might enjoy it. I also always appreciate comments, ratings, and reviews. These things help me get the word out to other creatives who could benefit from this type of information. See you back on the next episode.
Until then, stay curious, stay passionate, and stay strong.